Today's podcast features an article from Discern Magazine. Over the past year, we have been exploring Jesus' Olivet Prophecy. When we consider this part of Scripture, you know, we typically think of prophecies and warnings, not really instruction on Christian living. For that, most would go to other sections of the gospel, such as the Sermon on the Mount. But though the emphasis of the Olivet Prophecy or Discourse is prophecy, it also contains guidance on how Christians should live their lives. Found within these prophecies, there's also a sermon. Sometimes the points of this sermon are easy to recognize, and sometimes we have to dig them out, but they are there. When we isolate and examine these points, we discover Jesus gave a lot of spiritual instruction for end-time Christians in this Discourse on Prophecy. So let's examine the points of this sermon. Since Jesus was talking about the events that will surround the end of the age, we can consider this sermon directly targeted to his people living in the end times. Perhaps we could title it, Seven Points for Spiritually Surviving the End Times. So let's look at the points of this sermon within the Olivet Discourse. Point number one, don't be shaken or troubled by what happens around you. After Jesus warned about wars and rumors of wars, he admonished us in Matthew 24, verse 6, see that you are not troubled. That's interesting. The Greek word troubled means to be troubled in mind, to be frightened, to be alarmed. Jesus knew that the the frightening conditions of the end time could cause his followers to become paralyzed by the fear and the horrors that surround them. Fear can cause Christians to lose faith and focus as a result, regress spiritually. You know, we've witnessed a small taste of this over the past year with the pandemic we're all living through. While, of course, we should certainly respect the danger and do all we can to be cautious and safe during the coronavirus pandemic, we shouldn't allow the virus to cause us to be troubled or to make us become paralyzed by fear. That would be the wrong response. God's people should approach the end times remembering these words of God preserved in Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Let's go on now to point number two of this sermon. Point number two could be diligently maintain godly love. As he was talking about persecutions and end-time deception, Jesus predicted that societal relationships in the end time would completely break down. He said that people would be offended. They would betray one another. They would hate one another. He warned that the love of many will grow cold. Now implied in this warning is the encouragement to do the opposite. Instead of being offended, don't be offended. Instead of betraying one another, don't betray one another. Stay loyal to other people. Be consistent. Instead of allowing hatred into your life, don't allow hatred for others into your life. Show love towards others. Keep your love warm and active. As we see the world growing more bitter, divided, and hateful around us, and we are certainly seeing those those things in our time, it is important that we as Christians take this warning and encouragement seriously and not allow our love to grow cold as well. We have to maintain spiritual warmth. Well, let's move on now to a third point. A third point of this sermon could be, don't grow weary and give up. Endure to the end. 
Immediately after stating that the love of many would grow cold, Jesus made another statement with very serious spiritual implications in verse 13. Remember, we're in Matthew 24. He said, He who endures to the end shall be saved. Just think about those words, endures to the end. Jesus was saying that only those who consistently and faithfully practice his way up until either he returns or until the day they die will receive salvation. We have to stay faithful. We have to stay grounded. We have to stay steadfast. We have to stay consistent. You know, throughout the ages, one of the greatest threats for Christians has been growing weary or distracted, and that has led many to give up. Some Christians start strong. You know, they start out with zeal and passion for their calling, but it doesn't remain consistent. They don't remain active, and their faith ceases and dissipates throughout their lives, and they give in. You know, there are scores of scriptures that encourage Christians to remain steadfast, consistent, faithful. The Apostle Paul made the point in a very powerful way in Romans 2, verse 7. He said there that eternal life, which is synonymous with salvation, will be given to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality. Patient continuance. That's what Christ said we need. That's what Paul said we need. That's what we need as we approach the end time. We must remain faithful to the end. Okay, so let's now move on to a fourth point. A fourth point of this sermon found within the Olivet Discourse could be be involved in preaching the gospel. Jesus prophesied in verse 14 that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached and then the end will come. This prophecy shows that the true gospel will reach the entire world. That's for sure. Now, this is the work of the church of God. Jesus not only commissioned that work through this prophecy, but also in his parting words in Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20, commonly called the Great Commission. The church's mission is to proclaim the gospel to the world, and that's not an optional mission. It is actually a byproduct of what we already talked about earlier maintaining love for others, because love is what motivates the church to preach the gospel. They don't, the church doesn't just preach the gospel because they're directed to. They also preach the gospel because they're motivated from the heart to do so, because of a love for humanity, for a love for other people, because they have the truth of God, the word of God, and it has changed their lives. They want to share those same truths to others. You know, that's why we publish the Discern magazine. That's why we produce this podcast. That's why we put all the other content we do on lifehopeandtruth.com, because we're trying to do our part to make God's truth accessible to people. But that's, you know, from an organizational level. On an individual level, Christians also have a responsibility to set an example, to, to preach the gospel, it's been said, through their example. One of the ways we do that is to be ready to share the hope that is in you when you have the opportunity to do that. The Apostle Peter talked about that in 1 Peter 3, verse 15. Okay, let's go on now to a fifth point of this sermon. The fifth point could be, strive to be prophetically educated and watchful. When Jesus discussed the Great Tribulation and all the things that will occur before he returns to this world, he interwove his prophecies with hints that his people would be able to look at events and know what is and isn't occurring. 
His people would know about the abomination of desolation. They would understand that they would need to flee at a certain time. They would know the difference between imposter Christs, false Christs, and the real returning Christ. What do those statements teach us? Well, think about this. In order to know these things, in order to have that discernment at the end time, they have to be knowledgeable of the Bible's prophecies and be watching the world around them. Later in the discourse, Christ plainly told his followers to watch. He said to watch so that end time events and Christ's coming don't sneak up on them unexpectedly and find them unprepared. So Christians today should be studying prophecy. They should be educated in it and watching what is happening in our world. You know, we do produce in this work, we produce a lot of material on prophecy and world news. You can check out our newest booklet, How to Understand Prophecy. Just go to lifehopeandtruth.com, search for How to Understand Prophecy, and you'll find out how to get your free copy of that or free download of it. That booklet's designed to help you better understand the grand overview of prophecy. We also talk a lot about Prophecy and Discern magazine. We also have a blog, an insights blog dedicated to prophecy. So we try to help educate our readership about prophecy. It's very important. Okay, let's move on to a sixth point. Point number six could be stay ready and be prepared for Christ's return. The primary reason Christians should be educated about prophecy and aware of world events is so that they'll be ready for Christ's return to earth. Encourage that in verse 44. Christ encouraged us to be alert and spiritually prepared for his return. He went on to describe what a ready Christian will look like in verse 46. He said, Blessed is that servant who is master when he comes will find so doing. I want to emphasize that word doing. That's an important concept in the New Testament. True Christianity is to be an active way of life. It isn't just knowledge or a belief system. That's a part of it, but that's not enough. Those who will be ready for Christ's return are those who are actively doing the things that God expects of them. They are actively living his way, doing his will, staying faithful to him. Paul echoed this in Romans 2 verse 13. He said, the doers of the law will be justified. Those who will be made just are those who actually do what God's law says, not just hear it, not just know about it, but do it. Part of being a doer is learning about it and then actively obeying it, integrating it into our lives. The Apostle James also said the same thing. In James 1 verse 22, he encourages us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Doers of the word. Those who will be ready for Christ's return are doers of God's law and God's entire word. Are you doing that? The world is getting more dangerous, and the warning signs of the end time are all around us. Now is the time to get serious about these things. Now is the time to learn these things, but not just learn them, but be a doer. Which leads us naturally to our final point. Point number seven don't hold off to the last minute. Though Matthew 24, the Olivet Discourse, ends at verse 51, the next chapter, Matthew 25, actually continues the Olivet Discourse. But instead of continuing to give a string of prophecies about the end time, Jesus transitions to a parable, the parable of the ten virgins. Now, just as a short reminder, a parable is a short, usually short, fictional story that Christ used to illustrate a central point or a lesson. So a short story to illustrate a lesson. 
These ten virgins were involved with a wedding, and they were waiting for the bridegroom to arrive. Now, of the ten, five of them brought extra oil for their lamps, and five did not. So back then, if you had a lamp, it wasn't powered by battery or electricity, obviously. It was powered, in this case, by oil. And five of them had extra oil to last for a while, and the others did not prepare with the extra oil. When the late-night call came that the bridegroom was arriving, the first five were prepared, and they had enough oil to illuminate their path to go meet him. But the other five did not have enough oil, causing them to be late to the wedding and then to ultimately be locked out of it. In the parable, the virgins represent those who are called by God, all ten of them. The oil represents the Holy Spirit, and the bridegroom, of course, represents the returning Jesus Christ. The main point is that we can't hold off getting and using God's Spirit until the last minute, just before he returns. We have to be like the wise virgins. We have to be the ones who are prepared, who have the oil and are using it and are prepared now, using God's Spirit to grow in advance of the return of Jesus Christ. That way, we will be ready and prepared when events in the world start spiraling toward the return of Jesus Christ, when all the things in the Olivet Discourse begin to be fulfilled. So the point, don't wait to the last minute. Now that's the last point of this sermon, this sermon that we could put together from the Olivet Discourse. The Olivet Discourse gives us a prophetic checklist of events leading to Christ's return and the end of the age. But as we've seen in this episode, built into these prophecies are spiritual lessons particularly relevant and applicable to Christians in the end time. And we can extract spiritual lessons from these prophecies and then use them as a checklist of action items that we need to do now as we approach the end time and then as we go through it in the future. Jesus encourages us to heed these instructions so that he can say, as we read in Matthew 25, verse 34, Come you, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For the Discern Podcast, I'm Eric Jones. Thanks for listening. For more information from today's featured article, visit lifehopeandtruth.com.